Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for Silver Lining in the Cloud, brought to you by Computer Design and Integration. Good morning, Atlanta, and welcome to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk with business leaders from Atlanta and the surrounding communities. Silver Lining in the Cloud is sponsored by CDI Managed Services, where we provide outsourced IT consulting and integrated solutions. I'm your host, Nicole Toptash, along with my co-host, Dominic Rainey. How are you, Dom? Hey, I'm doing great, Nicole. It's great to be here. And uh, anybody that gets up and gets out today is in for a, a, a easy ride. There's no <laughs> one out there, I don't think. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have uh, Timothy Schrader with us this morning in the studio. Timothy is the president and CEO of Duravit USA. Welcome, Timothy, and thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Great. So, Timothy, uh, get us started and tell us about what you do. Well, so Duravit is a, a manufacturer of plumbing fixtures and fittings, mm-hmm. and we uh, distribute decorative plumbing into North America through traditional wholesale plumbing redistribution. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, one thing I know about the company is that you guys operate in 130 countries, as well as uh, you have a huge uh, showroom in the Big Apple on Madison Avenue, but yet you chose Atlanta uh, for your company's U.S. headquarters. Why? Well, we looked, we had to be on the East Coast when we opened in 96, Mm -hmm. and we looked kind of from D.C. South. um, And in the end, Atlanta provided a great employee pool, was a big distribution center, uh, which is a big part of our business, mm-hmm. and of course had a, a an airport transportation system that I could get anywhere in the country uh, throughout North America on mm-hmm. direct flights. And so it was just, uh, in the end, it was the right place for us to open the subsidiary. Gotcha. So what role has this location played in the success of Duravit? Well, we, we when we first started, a, a good portion of our business was focused on the East Coast because mm-hmm. we could distribute our materials rather quickly up and down the East Coast. And as the business grew, uh, we found that the routes to the Midwest, uh, Southwest, and the West Coast mm-hmm. ultimately were also very well established. So right. uh, from just a logistics in distribution, it was uh, quite a good place for us to be. Mm-hmm. Had we been anywhere else on the East Coast, it's likely that uh, material would have had to come through Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, we distribute ceramic plumbing fixtures, which are large, heavy, mm-hmm. and fragile. And so uh, the, the, the less uh, term- number of terminals we can send this material through, <laughs> the less handling it has, the better it is in transportation. So mm-hmm. having a headquarters in Atlanta gives us the opportunity to ship our materials in a fairly controlled mm-hmm. uh, routes, and it's competitive and um, gives us uh, ultimately a better service to our downline distribution. Excellent. Makes Excellent. sense. So when it comes to um, innovative design, how does design drive your business? Well, design has been at the core of our business promise for the last 30 years. Uh, we, we, we celebrate uh, 200 years in business this year oh, uh, with wow. the company. Congratulations. That's awesome. So we are founded in 1817 in mm-hmm. Black Forest, uh, in Germany. We came to uh, design as a differentiation, as a value proposition mm-hmm. um, in the 80s. Pursuing that has 
done a couple of things. It's given us a very current portfolio. So we go outside of the company for our product design. We've uh, enlisted uh, Philippe Stark or Zieger Design, uh, Norman Foster, Matteo Toon, a number of outside design professionals with our product design. And what's interesting in that regard is that it gives us a very current product offer, but it also Mm -hmm. challenges our production management team and our production innovation Mm -hmm. in that outside design doesn't necessarily know the limitations or they're not necessarily interested in limitations of materials. And uh, they'll present a product idea, design idea, that addresses either a manifest that they've been working on or Mm -hmm. a trend that's in the fashion or architectural design Mm -hmm. communities. And it allows us to really push innovation in our manufacturing process. Mm -hmm. So it gives us, we think, um, a leg up. Now, it has changed uh, to some degree in the last 10, 15 years in that today, throughout any industry, design has become much more important measure in brand. Mm -hmm. I think today it's much more about experience selling. If it's a service or a product, it doesn't really, you know, it really doesn't matter. You're expected to address design in some way, shape, or form. Right. And so there's been some equalization in that regard. In our industry, where now design is a much higher, has a much higher premium placed on it uh, amongst our competitors. I think the next real step forward for our brand is to continue to push our design, product design, but then also look now t- to how technology and mm-hmm. will, will innovate how we live with our products in the path. And so that's kind of the next iteration of where design will lead us is, is a more on a technical development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, design is definitely uh, where it's at. And that's where the separation of value and, uh, you know, uh, what companies, well, that's the, different, could, the major differentiator, right? I mean, that's right. Is that or technology? So, well, and I think today in today's environment where you have uh, communication is a, a much more uh, broad and, and far reaching. Uh, people have started to identify um, their own personal tastes and their own individual styles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as it's become easier for you to become an expert or access an expert in design within your circle of friends. You know, everybody yeah. kind of has different experts. So you might have somebody that's really clever when it comes to health and medicine or maybe with real estate or with finance or yeah. or uh, transportation, automobiles. There's always somebody within your circle that knows or is kind of the, the design-a-file, if you will, of your group. And so today, I think the access to smart design and influence of design is a little bit richer than maybe it was only 10, 15 years ago. Right, right. A snap image is everlasting in many cases. That's know. right. So yeah. you have a, a lot more influence today. You, mm-hmm. you know, and I think also today you see design everywhere you go. So it could be at your dentist's office or in the, your, off, your, your primary office or in certainly any kind of retail design mm-hmm. has become a, a very important language that brands have incorporated to where now you really have differentiation of taste and presentation of different ideas of taste. And so the individual can really kind of mature Mm -hmm. in what they like and Mm -hmm. what they're looking for. And then when they do ultimately go in search of these types of influences, it's rather easy for them to find a fairly rich palette, again, Mm -hmm. across all industries. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's so yeah. true. I mean, yeah. when you look at uh, corporate America and in the offices and how the ergonomics have really changed, you know, with the all wide and the up to date office furniture yeah. and fixtures, yeah. it's it's really amazing. Yeah, it's about the experience, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, keeping people, you know. That's right. Productive and you know, well, stimulated. Most of us live at work, so. <laughs> and then it's you know in your world, Tim, it's a uh, it's a uh, you know the technology comes into effect into play as well. I was looking at, uh, you know, you've got uh, a wide range of products, and uh, but one of them, it, it, what caught my attention was it said sanitary ceramics. What is sanitary ceramics? Well, sanit- is it ceramics sanitary? Sanitary ceramics is, is the, the plumbing fixtures you've known your whole life. They've been around for hundreds of years. We call it sanitary ceramic in that the process of the material is such that it's got a very um, tight porosity, and so you have glazed ceramics in the bathroom in the kitchen or in the um, any any wash areas, because the glaze on a ceramic is got a very uh, tight porosity, and so it's easy to keep clean. It's sanitary, oh, so okay. that's where okay. that really comes from. We do have some technologies that come into that, so we have some surface coatings and some right. things that we do with the glaze that now enhance this this idea of hygiene. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a nanotechnology based. Uh, surface we fire into the ceramic that seals the ceramic at a molecular level and it makes it smoother, you'll start to see this type of technology in all sorts of things. You have pants that you don't have to iron, you have shoes that you don't have to shine, you have windows that, that, that bead water off, and it's a similar idea in that it doesn't allow things to reticulate, and so it's just easier to keep clean longer, and you don't need to use all these caustic chemicals to clean it. The next uh, kind of progression of sanitary on, from a technical perspective on ceramics is uh, we have a hygiene glaze. And what this does is we, we put a metal um, into the glaze and it effectively kills bacteria up to 90, 98, 99% within uh, 24 hours. And so wow. that it would remove Ebola. So uh, it just it it, awesome. it kills the bacteria to the extent that if you have a house full of little boys that have you know the toilet is a fascinating place to play with or <laughs> you have animals and oh, it just yeah. uh, it, it it just gives that another layer of peace of mind that that's a great idea it's it's uh, clean and hygienic that's really innovative that's awesome so these awesome. types of material science i think that's another thing when you talk about technology coming into our daily lives the material science in mm-hmm. uh, part of our industry as well as in the furnishings industry is is really quite sophisticated and it's moving rather rapidly and it gives the design community uh, a lot of choice from aesthetic presentation as well as then into functional uh, presentation of materials so uh, that 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 uh, is alive and well in the plumbing industry even so yeah it's uh, always an interesting part of our business to see what's coming next in that regard mm-hmm. you're listening to Tim Schrader at uh, Durabit USA right here in uh, Duluth Georgia that's excellent uh, he's the president of the company and uh, great insight no one knows more about it than you do, I guess. Right? <laughs> Thank you. I've been doing it quite a long time. And with uh, lucky to be with a great company, great brand. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, Tim, it's um, you know, is this uh, is there a lot? It sounds like there's a lot in R and D. I mean, it's uh, do you guys do uh, we're all that here as well? 
Yes, so not here in in uh, the U.S. So this is really sales, marketing, and distribution here okay. in the U.S. Okay. Uh, we all of the product design and development occurs in the headquarters in Germany. We're in uh, okay. Hornburg, Germany, center of the universe, uh, Black Forest. Yeah, sounds like a wonderful place. And <laughs> uh, it's where uh, all of that development occurs, with the exception of some of the new. Uh, we have a number of bidet seats that that we've developed and that technology is coming out of Asia and we have a development mm-hmm. office in Shanghai and as well as production in Is that China. becoming popular again? Or it is. Is it here in the U.S.? It is, more and more, more yeah. more than you might imagine. Full circle, things come back around. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's oh. not so much a freestanding bidets. We, mm-hmm. Of course, we offer that, but um, here in North America, you weren't potty trained on a bidet, so you wouldn't necessarily know or, or, or ask or want a bidet. Uh, the bidets that we sell really are for people that grow up in different bath culture and have immigrated or mm-hmm. or have property here in the U.S. And so we have it a lot sense. of use there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the bidet seat that's incorporated in the actual toilet has become uh, much more um, mainstream than people might realize. Yeah. More and more. I imagine. Well, it makes you uh, certainly think this through a little bit. You know, it's not. It's more than just uh, you know plumbing products and stuff like that. So the commercial side of the business is a smaller percentage than the residential? Yeah, I think that the commercial business is certainly growing. Uh, we we have um, uh, quite a good business in hospitality and multifamily. We, we consider that contract business. But more and more you see an emphasis on good design going into transportation, um, uh, healthcare, as well as just the Class A office mm-hmm. uh, development. Mm-hmm. So, uh, prior to the show, we were discussing a little bit how the influence of brands have on service levels or employee retention, mm-hmm. and design has become quite um, important in that regard. And and it leads all the way through, you know, the break room or the bathroom. So it's no different than how you present yourself as a brand in the lobby. Mm-hmm. You know, now that lifestyle has got to go through kind of all all. Um, all places in between. So the commercial business is growing for us. You'll find us in the suite, not the whole terminal. We'll be in the doctor's office building, not the whole hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, Or a Fortune 100, Fortune 500 office, not uh, just your traditional Class A or B office structure. So it's changing. Uh, food beverages is very interesting. So that's... Uh, also an area that uh, we see a lot of opportunity in. Mm-hmm. Again, if you, next time you're in your favorite restaurant or you go out to a really beautiful a meal and you wonder, well, how is this put together so nicely? It's got a beautiful space. And you'll find often that there's some kind of sexy in the bathroom as well uh, that, again, just makes you kind of feel good about your decision. Again, it, whether or not it was a decision in the restaurant or a decision in the hotel or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. decision in the doctor that you selected. If oh, yeah. there's this sense of service and and overall design excellence, yeah, the ambiance it of, gives you a little bit, you know, it oh, makes yeah. you comfortable, makes mm-hmm. you feel clever or smart. Uh, I can actually, you know, it's so impactful. I can almost, I can think back real quickly as you're talking about experiences I've had either in a restaurant when you go into the bathroom. Or a doctor's see, office. A doctor's, or you mm-hmm. see a black onyx, you know, you, you know, uh, just look and feel and rich and just makes you feel good, you mm-hmm. know. And I can think of a hotel that I went to in uh, 
California and uh, uh, San Francisco. And the, the bathroom in this place was, uh, and Nancy Reagan happened, we got a deal on this because it was an off season, but I found out Nancy Reagan had stayed there just a couple nights before. If it's just good enough for her, I figure, you know, it's good enough for <laughs> Well, and conversely but, but, today, yeah. you know, if you go into a place that doesn't have that feeling, it, yeah. right away you, you recognize it, and right away you think, well, you oh, maybe it. I'm in the wrong place. Right. Maybe I need to look at a different place. But the place. bathroom was outstanding. It's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, it was it was all part of the, the package, you know. It's pretty cool. And remodeling, a neighbor of mine, I got to ask you this because, <laughs> I, you know, your background, this is killing me. So he's telling me about his, he puts this, you know, $25,000 in this master bath that he redid. And he's telling me all about all the jets that hit him from every angle possible. And he said, you haven't had a shower, you know, till you step in a shower that hits you from everywhere. And I said, that to me would be scary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a lot of pressure in my house. Yeah. And I have a lot of water pressure. Right. But anyway, is that uh, something that you guys Well, you know, you think with? about a shower and, and, and now the shower can be more than just a, this, this functional uh, place that you wash. Quick, get in, get out, you know. You know, you, often it's, it's not unusual to shower twice a day. If you're at the club or the gym, you, you, you may shower in the evening or in the afternoon. And, and so, uh, uh, again, it's more than just about getting clean. It's about reinvigorating yourself and, and refreshing yourself as well as hygiene. So mm -hmm. we call those uh, kind of like the car wash showers. You know, you have <laughs> yeah, this opportunity, right. have a little hydrotherapy in the shower. Yeah. It used to be that you could only get that in a Whirlpool tub. Right. And, you know, the challenge with the Whirlpool tubs is it takes a little bit of time to fill it up and preparing a bath is maybe a little bit more of a luxury it's not something that you could do every day to where you know you're going to shower every day so mm -hmm. if you had some of that mm -hmm. luxury in your shower you may not use it each time you go in but knowing that you could mm -hmm. right. is no different than having an in-wall coffee machine in your kitchen or a pizza oven outside in the backyard do you need that no are you going to miss it once you get used to it absolutely you know and so in the end it's about whether or not you could uh, apply that kind of luxury in your daily living in your bath. So I was the even, market is coming to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was that. even uh, reading an article the other day how people are getting in-home saunas in your homes as well. I'm like, oh, we need one of those. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. You don't have one? No. You <laughs> have a portable one. <laughs> well, you know, steam is in the shower mm -hmm. right, today. And now you have sauna can be in your living quarters as well. And yeah. so if you think about it's great to go to the health club, and it's something that I should do more often, but it's not unusual that I just don't have the time mm -hmm. for me to have that luxury in my private residence to where I could use it when I'd like to use it. And That's I think key. that sometimes you, you may use those types of um, functions more often than right. you would in a club or right. in, a, in, a, in a spa. Yeah, and then feel like it's more sanitary as well. Well, and it's yeah. quite good for <laughs> you, too. You're controlling the environment. The, Great a, for detoxing. A, 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 a sauna does quite a lot of stuff for your Muscles. for your skin and mm -hmm. your the health of your body. And, yes. And it's amazing, you know, not very many people know how to take a sauna. So right. just really briefly, I'm going to oh, yeah, let yeah, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, you need to have about a 10 to 20-minute session. Right. And then you come outside, and they have, it's not unusual to have a canai pose or you want to take a cold shower. Yeah. So you've opened up your pores and then you've closed your pores. Mm -hmm. And then you go in again and you do it three times. Really? And if you do that, if so if you, you do like a cold shower twice in three settings of sauna, 
It's really going to take the toxins out of the surface of your skin. It's really very healthy for you. It requires, you know, most people will jump in a sauna, they'll, they'll work up a sweat, and then they're done. They're out. Yeah. But yeah. if you were to take that. that extra two steps, it's really how you... Well, thank you for that. You know, you really, that's how you should approach it. That must be really good for weight loss, too, because when you're getting those toxins out, your organs are going to function better. Again, steam for your, you know, is good yeah. for you. And yeah. It's it's one of those things. You go to a spa, if you were to go to a nice spa, and you, you get a rub down, you get a sauna, and, and you're going to spend the whole day mm -hmm. taking care of your body. You mm -hmm. really do feel good when you come out. And so the question that you have is, you know, if if you had the opportunity, would you pursue those types of things in your private residence? Yes. And it's becoming more and more of a marketplace. I love it. It's exciting. Boy, isn't you know you you just to think you know you look at a company and you think hey you know so they do uh, you know plumbing and products and ceramics and uh, you know, but then when you talk to the president of the company, Tim Schrader, in this case, you get a whole different perspective. You know, this is. I mean, just like most businesses, you know, when you get on the inside and you find yeah. out what's going on, what's behind it, mm -hmm. there's a lot of thought, yeah, a lot of thought behind it, a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of work, you know. And, and so, what are the insights for 2017 that maybe some of our listeners would like to hear about? You know, that you guys can talk about. Well, we we're, we we have a, a fairly high emphasis on uh, furniture for the bath. Oh. And uh, so you, you, you look at uh, kind of your daily work in the bath, you need storage. So that's changing storage. to where it isn't necessarily just about the bath. It's, it maybe complements your dressing area and or your master bathroom. So now it's really more of a master suite. Mm -hmm. And the language that's carried into your from your bedroom carries into your dressing room, then off on into the bathroom. So a lot of mixed material use it used to be it was kind of a white austere very pragmatic environment now you see a lot of material selection coming in where warm woods or uh, textures and mixed materials so i think that you see that driven by furniture we, we say bath furniture mm -hmm. provides the functionality of storage and mm -hmm. for your lifestyle at a work an activity spot so if you think about your your wash basin, that's your washing activity spot. Mm -hmm. You think yeah. about your shower, it's a shower activity spot. So mm -hmm. uh, I think that we're seeing that evolution in the bath to where now there may be a little bit more uh, technologies come in. Lighting is playing a very important role. Uh, there, the light that you have in the morning isn't necessarily the light you want in the evening mm -hmm. or in the middle of the day. And so those those uh, choices and that technology is is ramping up in the bath. It's really not that too dissimilar from how you've approached your kitchen. Mm -hmm. Your kitchen is this meeting place. It's a is this grand kind of family area. And uh, although the bath is rather private, it's it's just as um, it provides just as much luxury. But it's more about the individual than in the bath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah. just as much choice. So, can people go somewhere to? Do you have setups where you can, people can experience uh, to some extent? What? Sure. sure. So, you know, we we sell through traditional plumbing wholesale, and okay. they have showrooms um, all over the country, all over North America, uh, and uh, here in the local area, you have uh, uh, Ferguson, uh, Perch, uh, PDI, European Bass. So, there's quite a lot of. 
distributed around uh, showrooms, a lot mm-hmm. of product on display throughout the Atlanta metro. Um, you can source that through our website at derivit.us, and it can direct you based on zip code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the website is an experience that kind of sets you a little bit. You know, I mean, it's. I when I looked at it, I was aware. Uh, of the thought that went behind it that tied into all of the product lines and all of the offerings that you guys have as a company. Pretty comprehensive, actually. Uh, I was pleased, let's put it that way. Yeah. The experience was was excellent. So oh, I, I would uh, recommend anyone to go take a look, you know. Uh, it's kind of like when you go in the bookstore and you flip through the magazines and you see these homes with really nice places. But by the way, yours probably is pretty pretty up there on the list I, you're talk, you probably have all of this stuff you're talking about right <laughs> yes so my wife and i just we we moved uh two years ago to a uh, we we like to say we sold the kids house and now we've moved into a, a new house and and so we haven't gotten to the bathrooms yet uh we're we're in route to those soon oh so you're but going through the remodel yeah it gives us ah. a chance to to kind of uh bring in all of the latest newest stuff so get it the way you want that. it That's yeah right. yeah and most of them, like you said, are small. I mean, yeah. when you get into a 25, 30 year old house, you know, the, ba- the closets and the bathrooms pretty much got ignored. Yeah. Right. Well, that's an interesting, it's an interesting part of the discussion is that in, in the European product development, you have a very small urban oh, yeah. and very small spaces. And um, so we, we provide quite a lot of choice in small, just because you have a small bathroom doesn't mean it can't be sexy. Right. Or, can't have a lot of, of these technologies we we're talking about in it. And as well, just because you have a small bathroom doesn't mean you have a small budget. And so if you have an apartment overlooking the park in Manhattan, you know, yeah. you need... You want some big windows. Big windows and, and um, you know, you have a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. So we have material that kind of goes from, we like to say, jeans to dinner jacket when it comes to yeah. uh, price point. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, sponsored by Computer Design and Integration and CDI Managed Services. We're talking today with uh, Tim Schrader, President and CEO of Duravit USA. Tim, you're very passionate about what you do. What do you enjoy most about what you do? Well, I think passion's a big part of success in in, in what anybody does. And, and uh, I have the benefit of working for a brand that's... Uh, forward on design and forward on product development. And so there's always something new to talk about. There's mm-hmm. always something new to present to our customer base, which is, uh, it's uh, it makes uh, the business a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of people that follow us uh, with passion and are excited about what we bring to market. And that just makes going to work uh, easier proposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we certainly were pitted against very large uh, competition, and and uh, they're just as clever and fast and smart. Right. And so big business out there. It's um it's a great challenge. So we have great big huge market and um, a lot of opportunities. So it's uh, easy to come to work in the morning. <laughs> You've been listening to Silver Lining in the Cloud, where we talk business to business. Thank you to our guest today, Tim Schrader, President and CEO of Duravit USA. We appreciate you for what you do for the community, and we thank you for being on our show. I'm Nicole Tobtosh, along with Dominic Rainey, on behalf of CDI Managed Services. As a reminder, to listen to this show and other Silver Lining in the Cloud broadcasts, 
go to silverlining.businessradiox.com. And until next time, remember, when it comes to IT solutions, CDI Managed Services is your silver lining in the cloud.